Koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is Community. And now, your host, Tom Brown. All right, I'm, I'm going to give you just a few moments to uh, buckle your seatbelts and strap in because today is going to be one of those kind of shows uh, because of my guest. And I'm going to hold on just a moment, but I'm excited. I can think of no better way to start a Monday than uh, with this particular pastor. And ladies, if you want to uh, text your husbands, tell them to tune in. I recommend that as well. This Friday, Decision America Tour at the State Capitol. Now, you've heard me talking about this. You're going to hear me talking about it all this week. But Franklin Graham is coming to town. We're going to pray for our city, our state, our country, and this upcoming election. This isn't a political rally. No, this is a rally to remind us what the real answer is, and that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Without Christ coming back into the daily walk of our society, it doesn't matter how awesome a candidate or uh, elected official we have. Is it important that we as believers are registered to vote, informed, and casting a ballot? Absolutely. I believe if you're not voting your values, well, you're just letting us all down, uh, to be quite frank with you. And, But that doesn't mean that that's the <laughs> that's going to be our Savior. That's not going to usurp the Christ. It's just not going to happen. And Franklin Graham is coming to town to reiterate that and to encourage us. And what I want to make sure that you're clear about is that the political parties, the candidates, you know, if if only a handful of people show up to this, they're going to, eh, people of faith, they don't really care. I don't need to listen to them. But if we show up by the thousands, I'm telling you right now, that will have a positive impact on what's going to happen in our city, state, and country. It just will. Get the details, decisionamericatour.com, decisionamericatour.com, and then join us this Friday at the state capitol, 12 noon. I will be there, and I'm looking forward to you being there as well. One night, three hours just for women, an evening full of laughter, learning stories, and music, and it's called Aspire. Extreme Faith Productions, another great event coming up Friday, April 8th at Pure Heart Christian Fellowship. We'll be getting you the details uh, on that. I hope to have all four of the ladies that are participating will be on the show between now and April 8th, but you can go to AspireWomensConference.com. For more details, and of course, Hope Fest Phoenix is going to be here before you know it, literally a month and a few days away as we take over Chase Field to serve those that are most needy in our community with dental care, medical care, groceries, haircuts, clothing, personal care items. We need volunteers. We need people to donate. We need people to promote Hope Fest 2016. Go to cityserveaz.com forward slash hope fest that's cityserveaz.com forward slash hope fest to see how you can be a part of this incredible incredible event another thing i'll be talking about a lot okay i gave you fair warning oh i was hoping you would give me one of these uh pastor 
I am so excited for you to be with us today, and I'm looking forward, and I, I've already warned them, batten down the hatches, put on the seatbelts, let's do this thing. You might even want to have a mouthpiece. That's right. <laughs> get the mouthpiece out. What is it uh, Ron Wolfley says? Uh, button the chin strap and yeah. get the mouthpiece in. Yeah, right. That's right. All right. You're listening to Koinonia. This is Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. It's going to be a man show. That's what we're doing today, right? Amen. So make sure and let your friends know that we're on right now at 1360 AM. This is Quinonia, Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I am Tom Brown in studio. Uh, Pastor Darian Bennett, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm doing better than I deserve. It's one of those things, you know, when when men of our age, you've got to get the the physical details out of the way, right? You know, how's your knee? How's the back? Isn't that funny? That's kind of like the first thing that you and I said to each other. You were asking me how my back was. I'm asking, how's your, you know, how's your knee? How's everything going? I I am totally blessed, Tom. I'm I feel great. Energy is really high, and uh, um, I'm just ready, locked and loaded, ready to go. I'm ready for today. Now I had the email uh, from your uh, men coaching men uh, ministry there at Scottsdale Bible, and it just immediately struck a chord with me. Just in the headline, the you know the coaches corner newsletter you send out, be the man. You know, and and I see, you know, part of that, uh, I I see the culture and I just, I get depressed sometimes. I have to be reminded, you know what? We were called for great things. We were called for great things. As opposed to mediocre things. Right. Uh, Give the audience a little of your background and then we'll talk about uh, your ministry there at Scottsdale Bible. uh, And then we'll get into this, uh, what's going on in our, in our community. Sure. Um, well, I've been a pastor at Scottsdale Bible Church for the last 10 years. I've been in full-time ministry since 1994, and Men Coaching Men has been uh, involved in helping discipleship ministries around town, particularly with men, since 1998. So you can do the math. We, we've got over 20 years of working directly with men, and uh, all kinds from all different stages of of, uh, of the culture, uh, Melu, professional guys, uh, athletes, uh, blue collar guys, ex pastors. Um, the ministry has really been something that God has put together around hurting men, mm-hmm. men that need help, men that need encouragement, men that need to be uh, lifted up, men who who are uh, so hungry for the fatherhood of God, and the brotherhood of God. And one way to do that is through fellowship, through koinia, learning how to be together. So we have a, a kind of a, of a three-pronged uh, philosophy. Mm-hmm. We try to create a, a, an environment where men can get connected. I want to talk just a moment, uh, or I want to have you talk, uh, as an encouragement, because... This ministry that God's given you, and you've seen men's lives changed in dramatic, dramatic ways, you don't have a particular um, 
holy background uh, to bring you into this, right? I mean, you know, you got some real life going on uh, in your history. Uh, just speak a little bit, uh, you know, about that. Well, I, I've got the scars to prove all the a bunch of mistakes that I've made in life. Um, I'm so grateful that God's grace is greater than my sin. Hmm. And uh, every day, every day, I walk by grace and uh, I walk by faith. But it's the idea that uh, I've uh, I didn't grow up as a Christian. I, I grew up in a in a in a Mormon home actually, and. Um, my father was a football coach and an engineer, so I was involved with sports most of my life. Went to college on a scholarship and then eventually even uh, got to the point where I had an opportunity with the Chargers. Uh, got hurt, couldn't quite complete all of that. And that put me into a, a tizzy. I, at the same time uh, that was going on, I started with uh, IBM and then 24 years later I, I retired from there as a as a corporate auditor and a manager and a sales rep and a bunch of other things over that time. But in the process of that, I became an alcoholic. I uh, got uh, divorced, um, lots of fights, lots of uh, bad behavior, and lots of really poor decisions. Bad decisions always have bad consequences, Mm -hmm. and that's the way it was for me. But God can restore the years that the locusts have eaten. Yes, he has. uh, he does that for anybody that comes to faith in him. It's not just a few people. It's anyone who comes to Christ. Yeah. And um, uh, we we try to teach that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, mainly because that's what Jesus said. But in those three things is everything. Yeah. One of the, the reasons I wanted you to tell a little bit more of your story is because it's really easy for men and even women today to say, yeah, that's all fine and good. Uh, to you know, talk about standing up and being a man, uh, you know, but you don't know what I've done. Yes, uh, you, you don't know my background. You don't know uh, all the all the problems I've had. I can't stand up. I can't be bold for Christ because I'm going to get called on it. Yeah, that's a good point. What uh, not too long ago, a man said to me in a in a counseling session that. He feels too embarrassed to tell me the truth about himself because uh, the fact that I'm a pastor and he says, you're you're a really godly man, and I know you would never even think or do any, any of these things. And I, ha- I laughed, and I said, uh, do you know anything about my past? I've done all those things and worse. And yeah. uh, uh, no, I am saved by grace. Right. If, and that's it. That's my only claim to fame. And when you're ministering to men and for men, uh, everything that you went through, God has used in your life to be a minister and a pastor to men. That's another great point. Not, even even the bad decisions that God um, has has redeemed, in a sense, He's used those things for good, mm-hmm. which is Romans eight twenty eight. That God He calls us, and if we we follow that calling and we trust in Him, He's going to turn everything. Uh, that was wrong, in some sense, it's going to become good, and he's going to use that. So the things that I've done in my past, I I sometimes tell guys, I know how to actually screw your life up really bad, and I know how to, I can lead you on how to redeem that life through Christ. Yeah. So I know both sides, and that goes with marriage too. Right. Pastor Darian Bennett, Scottsdale Bible Church, Men Coaching Men, a discipleship ministry. Discipleship, what why do we need that? Why do guys need that? 
Well, first of all, we don't have a lot of processes that are, uh, we have books, we have workbooks, but what men really need is they need fellowship. They need the ability to connect, to get coached up so that they can contribute. Uh, men know they need to contribute, and they know they need to contribute at home in the workplace, and uh, if they go to church, they need to be involved at church, but they, don't, they need to be coached up to do that. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a, a prep work that does first, and that's discipleship. Discipleship is the process of teaching us what it is that we're supposed to know, what we're supposed to believe, and how we're supposed to live. Darian, I talk on this program all the time that one of the reasons the show is named Koinonia, my personal belief is that we were created to commune one with another. You know, we're created to commune with the Father, but we're created to commune one with another. Yeah, that, that's one of the things that Jesus does. God wants to have a relationship with us. We're, we're wired for that. Even though we don't do it well sometimes, we're still wired for it. And Christ is the one that the Father sends to bring us to him in that, in that fellowship. It's every guy that does this, every guy that comes to faith and gets involved in, a, in this kind of process always benefits. And if he has a family, his family benefits. Yes. Amen. It's not just an individual the, thing. The community benefits. Yes. The church benefits. His workplace benefits. That's why we focus the, the discipleship process. Here's what you need to do at home. This is what you need to do at work. And this is what you can do at church and the world at large. Be the man. That's the marching orders for 2016 for your group over there at Scottsdale Bible. What's that mean? Well, the, the, it's a play on words on the, on the man part. That's capital M, capital A, capital N. So we need to be like Christ. And what, we, what we're saying is be the man, be that kind of man, be the man that Christ has called us to be. And we use another little acronym called BE IT, B E I T. Need to be a blessing, be an encourager as opposed to a discourager, be involved in your family, be involved in, the, in, in your life in such a way that that people see Christ, and then be thankful. Be thankful in everything that you do. If you do that, you'll be it. You'll be that man. We as men have a tendency to, uh, on occasion, I'm I'm sure you've not done this. I know I have rarely, rarely done this, is we'll kind of start taking credit for successes, you know, and blaming others for losses uh, and forgetting that it's by God's grace that we <laughs> that we have today. Yeah, pride is an enemy and it's a it's it's an enemy that lurks in the shadows of everyone's life and it is promoted heavily. You can't watch TV for 15 minutes and not have that message sold to you on some level. It's very covert sometimes. Oh, and it can be it can be subliminable. That's yeah. why we're saying be the man and obviously that sounds somewhat secular until you understand which man we're talking about. Right. And so yeah, we want to be like Christ. We want to be Christ to other people. We want to be the priest in our family. We want to be the uh, the leader that loves our wives and is devoted to our children. And we want to do all of those things in order to show Christ and Him crucified more to the people around us. In other words, we want to be—we don't just say that we are a Christian. We want to be a Christian, and that requires something. Right. And I've seen you in action. You're not one to set back and just kind of— um, uh, well, be shy about bringing the message to men. No. And, and part of that is because the guy that really helped me, he wasn't shy. And he, he needed to get into my face. And he did. And, and by doing that, God got into my heart. And uh, that changed everything. So I've, I've followed that model. 
I try to be gracious and I try to be patient, uh-huh. and I truly believe that I am, but I am uh, pretty straightforward. You got a pretty big men's group on Tuesday nights. Got a bunch of guys, uh, have a, some really good leaders. Men's groups are only as good as the leadership. Right. So, and it takes more than one guy to lead. Yeah. I, I'm kind of the one that stirs up the pot, but I got some great guys that get get in get on the field and and actually. And I want to I want to talk a little bit. You know, it's you have over 200 guys showing up on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Uh, anybody that knows been around church, oh, 200 guys. Oh, I could go to that one because I can hide. I can show up. I can get credit for showing up at church. I can get credit with my wife or whoever right. for going to a men's group, but I don't actually have to do anything. Yeah, that's possible, and I'm sure there's guys that that get away with it for a while. But I look for those guys. I, I kind of hunt them out, and uh, and then I try to encourage them to uh, not be like that, but to get involved. Yeah, and you do some specific things uh, on your nights too to make sure that guys are not being guys, you know, in a way of, oh, well, I'm not going to share my heart. I'm not going to... Don't let that happen. uh, uh, You know, let people uh, or not let people in because the Bible tells us quite blatantly that the way to healing is the light. Yes. It's got to come out so so Christ can fix it. Yeah, we've got to be able to open up to one another. And that's the whole idea of of making an environment where guys can get connected. Yeah, we're going to talk some uh, nuts and bolts, some hard, uh, well, some hard conversations. You're listening to Koinonia. This is Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Pastor Darian Bennett is my guest. We're talking about being the man. It's uh, men coaching men ministries from uh, discipleship ministries from Scottsdale Bible Church. Uh, Darian, you filled in for me uh, a time or two here. Yep. And I, I would, you know, you're you're a tough guy. You know, a lot of you know your history. I'm a teddy bear. You, you, you kind of were a little nervous. What's up? It's just a <laughs> microphone. I'm just kidding. Uh, but it, it, it is funny. Truly, and this is this is something you need to really understand as God's creation. We were all created with a plan and a purpose. Amen. That doesn't mean I have to be Darian, and Darian doesn't have to be Tom. You know, sometimes our our, our talents and overlap. I, I wish I could be more like Tom, and I wish I could be more <laughs> like you. I'm, you know, right? I mean, that's and 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 the devil will take that. Sure, and he'll make us feel bad and shame us in different ways. It just we ha- you have to understand we have an enemy. This isn't all happening in a vacuum, you know. Well, humility is the is the antidote to pride, mm-hmm. and grace is the antidote to shame. Yeah, well, that's good. All right, our culture. There is a and I don't. I've kind of I'm kind of off TV. 2016. I haven't really. We my wife and I we didn't watch anything any TV at all in January, and we kind of don't turn it on anymore. We found that. Well, we didn't really miss it a whole lot, right? Uh, there was several hours a week that now we have other more productive things to do. But there's a new show coming out. It's called uh, Crowded. It's an NBC sitcom. Got some names on it that you'd read, uh, probably recognize. Patrick uh, Waterburn, uh, Miranda Cosgrove. She was uh, a big child star on Nickelodeon. Stacy Keach, 
All right, you know most people know who Stacy Keach is. It's uh, of our generation, and uh, the setup is basically, you know, three generations now living in one home. You know, grandma and grandpa, mom and dad, and the kids. But here's the paragraph. Uh, one of the actresses, the lead, the mom in this sitcom, and this is a quote. It's a very traditional sitcom, but it does have a contemporary bent to it. Our daughters are openly sexually active. In the pilot, Mike and Martina, that's the mom and dad, are smoking a joint. Stuff like that nowadays is something a television audience can accept, but maybe a decade ago, it wouldn't have been allowed. Yeah, it just shows how far. Um, and how quick. Uh, quick, yes. Um with less than a generation of time, the the morality of our country has slipped to not just a new low, but to something that was the unconceivable uh, just 10, 20 years ago. I mean, no one would have thought that we would have uh, legalized marijuana uh, in some states. The idea of same-sex marriage was, un, was, was unseeable even uh, 15, 20 years ago. But here it is. And so we're confronted with all kinds of things. As a Christian man, I'm responsible to do something about that. I'm responsible to stand up to what God says that I'm supposed to do. I have a moral standing that is given to me by God. I have an ethic that comes from those morals. I have an ethic that says this is appropriate, this is not appropriate because of the moral stance that I have as a Christian man. So, and I don't need anybody else to point the finger at me to tell me to do that. Mm -hmm. I already have that through God's word. He says, I made you my man, Darian. Now I want you to go out and be that man. I need you to be strong. I need you to be alert. I need you to stand firm in your faith. I need you to play, play the man, which means act like a man mm -hmm. and, and not to be a coward and to be, to be really committed in your faith and then do all of this in the, in, in, with love. It's, it is a tall order to be a Christian man in a culture like this. Loving in a culture like this is not easy. No. It, it's, not, it, it's not for the, uh, the timid at heart, if you will. When I, you asked me in, in the uh, things about my past, well, one of the things I always thought about a Christian guy before I was ever a Christian is that he is probably you know, uh, a pansy. Right. He's soft. He's soft. Uh, he probably has no guts whatsoever. What I found out was that was not true at all. The real men, real Christian men are the real men yeah. because they, they love their wives. They're faithful to their wives. They're devoted to their children. They work hard wherever they work, and they give, and they're generous, and they pray hard, and they love hard. And I, I love men like that. I, yeah. I totally get psyched up with guys like that. I can go to war with them. Yeah, I distinctly remember a conversation I was having uh, with a guy. He happened to be a, a, a Green Bay Packer fan at the time. And he was kind of given, you know, but yeah, I'm just not that soft. And I said, not that soft? What are you talking about? I said, have you ever seen Reggie White play football? I mean, have you ever seen him? And he goes, absolutely. And I said, what do, you, who do you, what do you think he's talking about when he says, I am a follower of Christ? What do you think he's talking about? And, you know, they're, they're just like, oh, yeah, I didn't quite put that together. Yeah, he was fiercely... A Christian. He was as fierce a Christian as he was a, a defensive end, yeah. and uh, and there's a there. I mean, that's a that's something that all of us can um, aspire to. You don't have to be Reggie White to be a strong Christian, but you do have to have Christ, 
If you have Christ, you're empowered with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. You have everything that you possibly need to do what God has called you to do. Mm-hmm. You, but at some point, you've got to make a determination that says, you know what, I'm going to be that man. Yeah, Darian, now I want to flip the coin a bit here to talk about uh, something else that that the uh, popular culture like to say, oh, well, you're just, uh, you're, you're just saying that you're a Christian, so God will be on your side, so you'll win. No. <laughs> yes. Right? No. I've actually heard that. Yeah. It's like, what? I haven't heard that for a while, but I, I, I totally get it. But here's what I tell guys. If you're in Christ, it's all upside because you've already won because Christ is the winner. He's, he's the victor. You know, death, where is your sting? He, is, he is already has victory over death. And if you are in Christ, this is what he says, that you will live forever. Even though you die, you shall live forever. So we win. Mm-hmm. But the idea is we're not, in, we're not saying that we're Christians just because we say God is on our side. God is on our side if you're a Christian because you couldn't be a Christian any other way. God is the one that starts that ball moving. Yeah. All right. Let's kind of walk through. We've got about uh, half the program left here. Uh, I want to walk through this newsletter. Be watchful. What does that mean? Yeah, that comes from 1 Corinthians 16, verses 13 and 14, and what Paul is giving is some marching orders to the men at the church at Corinth. So he's saying, be alert, be watchful. This is the idea of, uh, of the watchman on, on, the, on the wall that is overlooking um, the, a fortress. It's his duty to keep an eye out for any dangers. And so for, for men, the dangers are, are inherent inside the culture and inside wherever there is something that is ungodly, that's a danger. We're to be alert for that. And then the next piece is to, is to stand firm in our faith. This is awfully hard sometimes in this culture of ours. Mm-hmm. But a real man will not waver on his faith. Yeah. And, and, and especially as uh, uh, David Kinnaman was in town this last week talking about um, how culture, if you're a committed Christian that is uh, talking about your faith, you're actually kind of ostracized. Correct. Uh, you, you, we're, we're in the minority. We're not playing... We're not playing from the majority uh, as uh, people of faith any longer in this country. And we're promised in Scripture that that's going to happen. Absolutely. I mean, Jesus said that the world hated me, and and therefore they're going to hate you. Um, The idea that when we stand up for Christ, there there is a target on us uh, from the culture. But that, for me, that doesn't make any difference because I'm not going to be one way just because somebody has a bent towards me that is negative. Um, I see everybody the same way. I see... Everyone is an opportunity that God has called me to witness to. I'm called to share the gospel, and the gospel is, uh, is the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes. So it's not me that has to save anybody, mm-hmm. but it is my responsibility to walk right and to speak the truth in love and to share that gospel message. It's a, it's a message of forgiveness and grace, not judgment. Yeah. Uh, I know I catch myself, and I pray fervently for God to help me see others with his eyes and his heart, because I can get jaded uh, and, and I can get, you know, even sarcastic or just uh, judgmental. But if I truly am communing with God uh, and how I go about my day, I'm going to see things in a totally different way. Yeah. And I don't have to think too hard to remember how I was. Mm. And I'm glad that you're saying that, because yeah. if you'd have known me, 
way back when. You, you may not have liked me very much. I wasn't, I wasn't a likable person. And I've met people like that. And God is using that, uh, use those people to remind me, you know, such were you. And the yeah. Bible says that. Such were, some were you. But now you're washed with the blood of Christ. You're, you're forgiven. You're cleansed. You're, you're, you're redeemed. You're reconciled back to the Father. If that's truly happened to a guy then you should be excited inside. There yeah. ought to be a joy that is almost unrepressible and a confidence that goes over the top. Yeah, and, and it doesn't just mean before and after Christ. I was raised in a Christian home, was saved at a very early age, and I'm embarrassed to say there's a lot of people in the broadcasting industry, even in since I've been at this radio station. I'm not, ha- I'm not proud, certainly not proud, but I'm embarrassed even by the man I have been at times because... I've allowed it to be about me. You know, it was, it's literally that simple. Somehow, you know, the quality of this program or whatever is a beyond uh, what God can handle. I have to make it happen. I have to do it. Right. Now, I am called to be the best that I can be, but that's after I get my marching orders from him. Yeah, and you also, and you've always done this uh, when I've been around, it's... Uh, you give the glory to God for the things that you do that are well. Mm. You do things very, very well. God has gifted you. But if you didn't, if you took credit for that, that would be prideful and arrogant yeah. because you wouldn't have any of that apart from uh, God's mercy for you. So, and you have always given credit to God that way. Likewise, as a pastor, people come up to you and say, Pastor Pat, and they look at you like you're really something. Um, <laughs> And dangerous. It, it just a guy. I'm just a guy. I'm yeah. just a guy, uh, another hurting guy that was helped by another man who was a hurting man who Christ had helped. Yeah. And he showed me that. It's, you know, there's an old saying about the Christian faith that we are just uh, beggars telling other beggars where to find bread. Right. And uh, so true. I've always thought of that, and, uh, and God is still working that in me. I remember uh, not quite five years ago, five years ago this summer that uh, I had the opportunity to come back and be on the air. Well, that's what I wanted to do since I was a little kid, right? I, I mean, But I had allowed it to become about me on too many occasions, and I'm not a good steward of that. God's a much better steward of that. Amen. So I had and still have account of people that I'm accountable to in my life. Is the second, the second you see me acting like I got anything going on, you have full authority to speak into my life. Suck it up, dude. It's about God, not about you. I would do it, but I've never seen it. <laughs> well, uh, I am blessed that we have this time together. We're going to continue the conversation. You're listening to Koinonia on KPXQ. I'm getting coached up during the break. <laughs> but that's what happens when men get together. Iron sharpens iron is not just a, a pithy saying, right? No, no. We're, we're trying to, when people say, so what is this men's, this men's group about? Well, it's about men coaching men. It's a ministry by men for men. And when men get together in this kind of environment, they actually have fun. It's, yeah. it's, it actually is fun to learn about things about the Bible that you always wanted to know, but you didn't really want to take the time or you didn't feel like you wanted to ask. We, we cut through all of that. And so men begin to grow 
And when men grow, they become better husbands, better fathers, better workers, better brothers in Christ. Pastor Darian Bennett is my guest, Men Coaching Men, a discipleship ministry. And uh, I, I just I can't believe how fast the hour is going. But I want to I want to there's another area of uh, of our culture that I'm concerned about, that I spent a lot of time in prayer about. And my audience knows I don't have children. I, I haven't raised any kids. So it's easy for me to say, gosh, guys should be doing X, right? Because I've never had to live it. I can't imagine what it's like to raise sons and daughters in this environment with social media. You know, the TV thing that I just read a few minutes ago. Uh, A a severe lack of leadership training for our adult men. And and even helping them understand what it means to be a man, an adult, uh, you know, is part of the problem too. I was sharing with you earlier that in Maricopa County alone, the the divorce rate in the first three years of marriage is is uh, at sixty eight percent. I mean that's astonishing. But it's been high for the last thirty years, thirty forty years. We've had a divorce rate over fifty percent. And what we're finding now is that that uh, a lot of uh, young people, men and women, have grown up in uh, in broken homes. Mm-hmm. And when when young girls and young boys don't have a father to be a model for them, it leaves an empty hole. And specifically when it comes to training younger men how to be a man, how to be responsible, how to love a woman, how to love your children, most of them have very little understanding about uh, the mechanics of that, how to do that, and what is the attitude, and what, how do I uh, be patient with somebody that uh, I'm not getting along with. The whole idea of relationships, how to build them, how to maintain them and sustain them is another thing that we teach because that is something that most of the young guys, they need it so badly, but they don't know what to do. You know, I watched the very first uh, video on MTV in 1981. I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, one of the few markets that actually started MTV from the very beginning. What's MTV taught our generation of kids? It's all about me. Right. Entitlement. Right. Uh, All uh, no message that was healthy no. for what real life is certainly not prepared for real life. When you see videos of DJs or musicians rolling in the dough and whatnot, those musicians weren't even rolling in the dough. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's not real life. Yeah, but the instruction from Scripture says to let your love be genuine and abhor, abhor that which is evil. Well, almost everything that came out of MTV was evil. And it wasn't abhorred; it was exalted, mm-hmm. and it became a lifestyle. We're still, and we're living that. We, we're, living we're living the it. consequences now. Um, it's hard to even look back and say uh, what we see now wasn't even compared to that then. Right, and it was really bad then. Yeah, and so men, men have 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 an idea. This is the way they're supposed to be. But they look at they look at athletes, they look at movie stars, they look at the culture, and they say this is the way I'm supposed to be. Women do it too, but. Uh, from a Christian standpoint, the pastors of our churches, they're shepherds, they're leaders. They're the people who are supposed to model Christ and to teach others to do likewise. And it's, that is a calling. You and I talked about that earlier too. It's a divine calling. It sets my identity. It sets my purpose. It sets my value. And it sets my significance. And uh, if we had more time, I could take you through that right there because that's kind of a relentless idea that, that the identity of Christ assigns to me a divine purpose, which is to glorify God which assigns to me a divine value, which is that I am a child of the living God. You can have no greater value Mm -hmm. than that. 
And that divine value assigns a divine significance, which is I'm an ambassador for Christ. Yeah. I've heard from men. I know you've heard this too. Uh, Pastor, I I work 65, 70 hours a week. Uh, I've got this thing that I've got to do. I've got this thing that I've got to do. I don't have time to fellowship, uh, especially in a Christian setting, with other men. I just don't have time. Yeah, and I hear that. And I, by the way, my heart goes out to guys because uh, it is very, very hard. That is, that's not just an excuse. That's a, that's a reality. Most guys are working 50 to 70 hours a week. Um, they're stretched to the max. The, the, the wife that is at home, she's probably working too. She's stretched. If they have two or three kids... Yeah, the kids can't take care of themselves in a vacuum. It takes mom and dad, and there is so much sacrifice that goes on. However, all that being said, men have got to take some time to be with other men. Most of the wives that I talk to, they want that to happen because yeah. they see the they see the the virtues of that, and the and the the uh, the results are so incredibly positive to the to them, to their family, to their children. They want that, and it is something that is going to give you strength. That is the dynamic of doing what the Bible and the principles and precepts in the Bible teach us, is that it gives us better results. Exactly. It's the whole idea, Tom, of of like being on a team. As soon as you and I see each other, we both get pumped up just without hardly doing anything because one man is actually encouraging the other man. And, and if you do that with 10 men, if yeah. you do that with 100 men, if you do that with, with uh, 200 men, it is a very positive vibe. All the guys that, that leave, um, that retire, one of the things that Peyton Manning said that he would miss the most in retiring is being on the plane with 53 other guys celebrating yeah. a win, being in the locker room. And that is this idea of fellowship, closeness, this connecting as brothers. Um, Guys that have been in the service, they always say the same things. They had certain guys that they were very, very close to, and that's one of the things they miss after they left the service. And a a group of men, a fellowship of men like men coaching men, is something that helps to restore that. And inside there, there is energy, there is virtue, there is hope, there is forgiveness, and, of course, there is learning, Yeah, getting coached up. And there's one other aspect here. There's one other thing that could be holding you back, guys. And that is you're afraid. Bottom line, you don't want anybody to know about you and what's going on. Right. That's another big deal. But here's what, here's the deal. God already knows. Right. He knows everything. And he has assigned people, they're called Christian brothers, to put a hand out to help you, to, to welcome you, to lift you up, to hold you up, and to work with you, to bear with you. The Bible says, bear with one another in an understanding way. Love one another. These are the things that, that Christian men are to learn, and then these are the things that they're to do. And when that happens, you have koinonia. You yeah. have fellowship. But, Tom, you don't understand when I go to work, it's not a Christian environment, and I'm going to get destroyed if I let them know that I believe. Yeah, you're either going to get destroyed or you're going to get built up because you're going to learn how to defend your faith by being a Christian man. And then that becomes a badge of courage, a badge of honor, not a badge of disgrace. We serve the King Jesus. We have the highest regard possible by God upon us. He has called us to be his children, to be part of his family. You can't have anything greater than that. If you understand this, then you can go into any environment and uh, 
and you're not afraid, even if you were to get killed, I've had people put guns to my head and tell me that they're going to blow my brains out. And I, uh, I don't know if, that, if God would allow that to happen, but in one sense, I really don't care. Uh, the best thing that could happen to me is to die. Yeah. The sooner I die, the better that is because I'm with Christ either way. And, and, so, and it, you know, it's my wife and I, we, we both have said, you know, n- nothing personal, but if I have the opportunity to go be with the Father for all eternity, I'm in. Sure. I'm, I'm, you know, we're not going to do anything. To, we're going to try to do and be as healthy and live as long as God uh, wants us to live. Sure. What does Paul say? To die is gain, but to live is Christ. Yeah. Whether I live or I die, it's, it's Christ. So for me, I take Paul's position. It's much better, Tom, for me to stay here for you. Yeah, amen. But for me, it's better that I go. Yeah. And because we're called to commune one with another. Yes. That's what we're here for. Yes. All right. We have uh, just a little under four minutes left. So I want you to talk about uh, how men can get involved with uh, your ministry. And I know you've got some events coming up as well. Yeah. Well, first of all, the, the men coaching men that meets at Tuesday night at 630 at Scottsdale Bible Church, there are many guys that come from other churches. So it's not just a Scottsdale Bible. So you don't have to sign up to be a no. member at Scottsdale Bible. No, no, no. No, you just need to show up, bring a Bible, have, you know have a good attitude or a bad attitude. You're going to have a good attitude once you get there one way or the other. Uh, the guys are, are, are just too uh, positive to let it be any other way. There is a men's retreat that is coming up on April the 15th, and you can sign up at Scottsdale Bible Church um, on their website for that. And uh, that should be a positive thing. And then we have this ongoing uh, training that we do for chaplains. We have a special program that we do out of Men Coaching Men called Heart to Heart Christian Chaplains. And if you go on to Men Coaching Men, one word, mencoachingmen.org, you can find out more about that. And we're certifying chaplains for other churches. Uh, So you can't get in unless you have a pastor that actually vets you and signs for you. So that is one of the limitations, and it does cost a little bit of money, not much, but the training is awesome. And when you go back to your church, your church is going to have somebody that can help in terms of marriages, funerals, hospital visits, leading small groups, and so forth and so on. Two minutes. Give me a story, so just somebody that uh, pops in your head right now that's come to the Tuesday night and has had a transform, uh, transformative experience. Well, we have a, we have a guy named Dave Cotter. Um, he is one of our uh, leaders. He's also one of the um, board members of Men Coaching Men. Now, he came from a Mormon background and uh, came out of a divorce, having some trouble. But he was probably one of the most unlikely guys that you would say would ever become a Christian because he was pretty sure about the, the Mormon faith. Uh-huh. And, uh, and another man named Al Leong actually met him on Tuesday night uh, outside. The guy wasn't going to come in, but <laughs> Al got him to come in, and before the night was over, prayed for with him and... Uh, Dave received Christ, and ever since then, his life has been completely transformed. Oh. All you got to do is meet Dave, and you'll find out. All right. Well, thank you for coming in today. It's too short. Yeah, it just we goes by the blink. All right, so we're going to come back, and I'm going to let you pray for us as we head out. Awesome. All right. Awesome. All right. You're listening to Koinonia. This is Faith Talk 1360, KPXQ.
We're going to pack a lot in this uh, two and a half minutes here. Pastor, uh, share with us uh, uh, some scripture, and then we'll have you pray. Okay. I just wanted to remind that uh, Men Coaching Men meets on Tuesday night at 6.30 at Scottsdale Bible Church, and uh, guys of all ages are invited and would love to have you come. Let me share this from uh, this piece of scripture from Romans 15, verses 1 through 7. It kind of summarizes the idea of be the man. This is what Paul says. We who are strong have an obligation to bear with uh, the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever was written in the former days was written for our instruction, and and through endurance and through the encouragement of scriptures we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you uh, to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may be uh, one voice, the glorified God, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Heavenly Father, uh, with those words, I conclude this time, and I just I offer up to you all the people that are listening. I pray, Father, that they would be encouraged, that they would be strengthened, and that they would know um, your grace and your forgiveness and your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Pastor, thanks for being in. My pleasure. Let's do this again. Yes, please. This is good. This is fun. All right. Blessings to you. We've got another great show lined up. I've got uh, uh, former Governor Mike Huckabee going to be joining me tomorrow. How about that, right? That's awesome. Going to be a lot of fun. Also, uh, Kathy Herod from Center for Arizona Policy. This is Koinonia. You're listening to Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.